welcome to episode three of Saladcast for this season. No Glyn this week, um, but I'm joined by Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah, morning, Ollie. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, very good. Looking forward to going through this one with you. Um, it's an interesting game to cover. Um, how are you, firstly? Good summer? Yeah, excellent summer, yeah. Enjoying the weather. Yeah, nice nice break from football. Well, albeit football doesn't stop for me and Finlay, but um, yeah, it's been good. I enjoyed the day yesterday. Oh, brilliant. And, and you mentioned Finley there, and then Finley's been um, training with Shrewsbury's youth team, hasn't he? Yeah, so Finley's um, joined the Advanced um, Development Academy. So he goes to town on a Monday night and trains under the watchful eye of the coaches there that um, Sean McAllister heads up. So, yeah, it's been really good. He's doing really well with his football. He's got um, one or two clubs watching him as well. So, yeah. He's enjoying it, which is the main thing. Oh, that's good. And um, yeah, I, I think I saw you put on Twitter that he was um, with with Middlesbrough, wasn't he? Says good for him that he's got a few clubs interested in him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's just important at this age that they enjoy their football. Exactly. He, he gets to play with his friends, but I think he's very driven. He, he wants to test himself against um, better players, and he does play better with better players. So yeah, um, every challenge he gets, he sort of he rises up to it, and he's. Yeah, he's got some ability. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've seen some of his free kicks. They seem very impressive. And and yeah, it's um yeah when you yeah I remember when I saw you at Sheffield Wednesday, um and he'd made you um, take a ball in his boots. So it's very much him <laughs> driving it, which is good to see. Yeah, that's really important, isn't it? I think you know he does what he wants to do. I never make him go anywhere or do anything he doesn't want to do. It's always his decision. You know, he's been training at Middlesbrough on a Monday night for the last. 18 months and so the, the choice was really his um, and he, he just wants to take every opportunity. He's jumping up to the Premier League in um, grassroots next year as well so yeah it's exciting times for him. Yeah it's good and we could do with someone who's a because would you say he's a striker do you think obviously he's too young to kind of classify him as a position? No but 100% no 100% yeah 100% striker yeah <laughs> old, old school yeah plays with his back to goal but he's got enough about him to go over the top when needs be um, yeah cool. yeah it's a shame, shame, shame he's not a bit older because we could do with him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, about halfway through the game yesterday, we were doing a sort of um, a teaching session on holding defenders off and grabbing their shirts. As, um, I think there was an occasion where their centre forward had muscled Dunkley, I think it was. Oh, no, it was Flanagan, actually, and tipped him over his shoulder. So we did a, yeah, we did a teaching session at that point. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a funny moment, <laughs> a moment in the game. So, yeah, the, we're going to get into the Morecambe game. Um, obviously, it was nil-nil. But, yeah, it should be an interesting one to discuss. Away eventually, off it goes to Holt, he does really well. This is Humphrey, it's 2-0 Shrewsbury Town. Well, Humphrey made the first for Holt. Morecambe nil, Shrewsbury nil. No goals, unfortunately, um, first game of the season, but uh, a good performance. Um, and in terms of performance, some um, 780 Salat fans made the trip um, to the game. So very, very good away following. Um, and the team, so who did they see? So Shrewsbury Town lineup for the first game of the season was Morosi in goal, um, Pennington, Dunkley and Flanagan. Then Shrewsbury Town had a bit of a different formation in this game, Noah Doe. So we played Leahy and Moore as two kind of defence midfielders, box-to-box midfielders. We had Nurse left wing back, DaCosta right wing back, um, and then we had um, Shipley and Bayliss playing as sometimes as a kind of like eights in central midfield, and then having the license to push forward and playing as two tens uh, with Bowman up top on his own um, in the new number nine shirt. Um, so, Andy, what did you kind of make of the, the starting lineup? Um, I think all the indications were that um, Udo and O'Brien were struggling pre game, wasn't it? So, I expected exactly the formation that he played, and, and to be fair, the uh, the personnel that he used, um, I think it was the best option that we had. And looking at the bench, there wasn't a, a whole lot to change it with, was there? No, the bench was an interesting discussion. A lot of um, Salat fans were talking about this on Twitter. 
Um, so the bench um, was Burgoyne, it was Pike, it was O'Brien, um, it was Bloxham, and then there was three lads, three youth lads on the bench as well. Um, so you had uh, Craig, you had Caton, and you had Barlow on the bench. Um, and while we want to see youth players come through, history suggests that the young lads are not really going to get a, a chance to come on the pitch. Um, I don't know what your thought was on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think a club our size are going to have to use youth at all times. I think that's the way forward. I think you just want to see um, potentially what they've got in the locker a little bit earlier in the piece. So pre-season would be the ideal time to, to give those guys a bit of a run out. And they don't seem to operate that way, do we? So um, when it comes to sort of league football and the real deal, he is going to be reluctant to, to let them lose, isn't he? So even in the case of Bloxham, his minutes remain quite limited, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I saw Barlow at Telford. I thought he looked quite quite encouraging. Um, I think it's always interesting, isn't it, when you get senior pros passing, passing the ball to, to kids. You know, senior pros that are clever and smart enough that if they want to, they can avoid passing to the youth players <laughs> and they can switch it and do something else, pass back if necessary. But they're passing to Barlow in tight spaces and he looked quite bright. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, it's especially for Caton last year. The poor lad, he went to a lot of away games. Hopefully, the young lads will come off the bench. But yeah, it does. It doesn't seem likely um, that we're going to play players, um, young kids, off the bench, um, which maybe has a bit of impact in terms of their attitude when they're at the game because they basically know they're not going to they're not going to come on. Yeah, the young lads is hungry, isn't it? And that desire. And if they do get five or ten minutes here or there. You want to see that exuded on the pitch, but I also think it's 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 every day, isn't it? You know, we don't see every day. You know, every training session, every warm up session, and particularly sort of before games yesterday as well. I think it's keen that they they show the right kind of attitude, and when they get the opportunity, then grasp it with both hands. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And obviously, we all want to see youth players come through. It's always really fun to see players from our own academy come through. So fingers crossed, they will get a few minutes. But yeah, I won't be holding my breath. Um, so um, in terms of the lineup. Um, do you agree Moore and, and Leahy were kind of sitting? Um, I, I thought Leahy and Moore seemed to be playing quite similar roles. Um, we playing this, I wouldn't call them defence midfielders, would you? More kind of box-to-box -box in the middle? Yeah, they both sat in, didn't they? They both yeah. sat in and sort of mopped up in front of um, the back three, really. And I think, um, you know, first half, Dunkley could have got his deck chair out, to be quite frank. Um, I don't think he, he had to do anything, did he? Because Moore no. and uh, Leahy mopped most things up. Um yeah, I think um, you know Moore's obviously a centre half playing in a midfield role, isn't he? As he described in his interview after the game, I think he did some really good things, but I also think he was exposed at times in terms of where he's played previously. You know that creativity and that that sort of where to be sometimes was a little bit lacking, and that'll only come with time as he plays in the role a little bit more. Yeah, I thought in, in, he's definitely getting fitter as well. I think that's one thing to see. Um, the Telford game, you could see that he wasn't. Quite, he wasn't quite ready, which is understandable. It was pre-season, but there's definitely been an improvement in his physicality. I thought some of his recovery runs were excellent and his timing to, to kind of win the defensive balls were quite good, I thought. But yeah, passing and going forward is something he's going to have to improve a little bit. But it's early days and he's just played in a new position. Um, what do you kind of make of this whole kind of experiment of putting a player in this position? It's Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs, so we struggle to find... I don't know a natural play in that position. It's, but it's very bold move, isn't it? From yeah. um, you know, from the gaffer to put him in there. But he's obviously got a lot of trust. He knows him well from his, his days at Bristol. Um, I'd also say that um, you know, it's about you know what budget and what's available out there, isn't it? So I think it's um, you know based on yesterday, it's, it looks like quite a cost-effective, um, well-positioned option. But I do think he's going to have to, you know, like you say, I think his recovery runs yesterday were. Uh, 
were excellent. He really did put a shift in. But I think going forward a couple of times, particularly in his crossing, and I think he alluded to that in his post-match interview, didn't he? That um, there's some room for work there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. But yeah, it's, it's good to see a player who's self-aware to know where he needs to work on and be interesting to see how more more progresses. And just before kind of going, start going to the action, what did you think of Leahy being made captain? Yeah, it could have been any, uh, any number of players, couldn't it? You know, it could have been Dunkley, <clears throat> Flanagan, uh, Pennington, Leahy. I'm comfortable with any of that. I don't think the, the skipper role as a sort of credence it had sort of 10 years ago, to be quite frank. And um, I think it's great that we've got a changing room full of senior pros um, that could have been candidates. And I like him. I like Lee. Everything he does for me is, um, is excellent. I think he might need to tone down his verbals with the referee. Yeah, this that, season. Was some, that was one reason I thought he <coughs> wouldn't get the job, to be honest. Yeah, I don't maybe. mind it, though. No. I don't mind it. He's got a, he's got character, hasn't he? Um, and sometimes when you're... When you're of that ilk, it goes over the line a little bit. But I'd rather say too much passion than too little. Yeah, so. I think maybe maybe the Magathas thinking if he's got the captain's armband, it kind of gives him the license to do that, to talk to the referee. Um, and I don't know. Obviously, you get the sense he here he's a bit of a cheeky character, so maybe he can win over a few refs um, because that side yeah. of the game definitely works, doesn't it? You can definitely influence a referee. No, he was doing it yesterday. He was doing it yesterday, and he's definitely he's definitely teacher's pet, isn't he? Come on, <laughs> that's, that's the obvious <laughs> thing. <isn't it? laughs> yeah. I'm sure he gets when, some when, ribbon in the changing rooms about that. Yeah, he when, whether he's playing left wing back, centre midfield, central defence, he will be on the team sheet. Um, that's for sure. And he's earned that, let's be honest, he's earned that. I think he's been fabulous since he signed for us. Yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's been absolutely fabulous. Yeah, and he has. And you know, sometimes people think because he's a left-back, he used to be a left-back, he's a defence midfielder. He's not. He's, he's, a, he's an all-round midfielder. And, and his attacking and contribution last year was fantastic. Um, and it just shows, isn't it, it shows what the staff can do if they develop a player. You know, Lee, yeah. he, he's a very intelligent player. It's clear to see. He's got a really good left foot. He had a lot of assists and goals in his career. But if, if we can do what we did with Leahy in turn into a central fielder and can do the same with Moore, um, then that, that would be great. I think you expect quality when it comes to him. I think yesterday he had a half chance in the first half, didn't he? And I expected yeah. him to score there. I think it's side netting, but with um, the quality he possesses in his left foot, you did expect him to score every time he gets it. Yeah, it was a good opportunity there. So we're going to go through a bit, run through a bit of the some of the game action for those who didn't go, and then also talk about some of the key points and also some data and some interesting stats from a Shrewsbury point point of view, especially in possession. It was quite rare; it's quite high. Um, but before we kind of get into that, Andy, it was a bit wet in Morecambe. Yeah, it was shorts weather for me and Finn, but um, no, it was, wasn't great, was it? I set off thinking it's going to be a nice, typical start of the season, sunny day, and. Uh, by the time we got to Morecambe, it was yeah, it was just a constant drizzle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. It wasn't great. It, it was uh, made bad. the pitch lively though. It made for a good game, I thought. Yeah, it did, and I thought Shrewsbury Town started really brightly. Um, we were very much on the front foot. Well, in terms of the first half possession, we had sixty six percent, which is a lot for a Shrewsbury Town side. Um, in terms of the way we play, we were pretty much camped in their half, um, and I thought it was really interesting to see how how advanced, particularly Pennington, was in this half. Andy, um, yeah, us, us, our two flanks, uh, a right and a left centre-backs, really do have the licence to push on. Yeah, because they were only playing one up top as well, though, weren't they? So we're stopped yeah. in up top, you know, the two left and right of centre-halves. So in the case of Flanagan and Pennington, they did have, they were the spare outlet most of the time, weren't they? So well, yeah, it they was were. just the way it was. When we were patient in build-up, it, it worked well. I just, I think 
you know, certainly from Flanagan's point of view, his options when he had the ball though were quite limited, which is yeah. why you saw probably four or five mazes. <laughs> yeah, he did have a few great runs in the second half, but he had yeah. so much space. And yeah, he's, you know, he's an intelligent footballer. He's played at a good level. He just went into that space, so which yeah. is poor from a Morecambe point of view. But obviously, they were tracking our midfielders. Um, but yeah, it's it's early days, lots something to work on. But I thought it was quite encouraging how um, how well um, Pennington and, and Flanagan did going forward. Um, and some of that that jinking run um, that I thought that Pennington did um, down the right flank in the first half was really good, um, which ended up in a shot for Flanagan. Sorry for for Pennington, um, but yeah, I thought both of them did well going forward. Yeah, I think on a different day, Flanagan could have had two or three goals if he had his yeah. shooting boots on. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. That's a key theme, actually, in terms of who was having the shots, but we'll come back to that later. First real kind of attacking play came down the right. Um, De Costa did a cutback. Couldn't, we couldn't work a shot, and then Pennington went down. Um, and then probably one of the key highlights of the whole game, really. And Morgan had a counter-attack. Shrewsy Town were not really well positioned. Nurse was trying to get back. Dunkley and Moore were trying to get back. An amazing, amazing save for Morosi. Possibly the key highlight of the game, actually. No, it was a poor miss. <laughs> Do you think it was a poor miss rather than a good save? Yeah, I shot thought at, it. Shot at Morosi. Yeah. I think um, you know, uh, talking to Finley, we we analysed it. And it was you know, it was a case of he lifted it. He didn't need to lift it. If he slides it under the goalkeeper, there it's a goal. He didn't need to lift it, and it's hit Morosi in the chest, isn't it? He spread himself well, great angles. So um, fair play to him. He, he made the save when he needed to make it. But um, I think Connolly, Connolly, you missed it. Wasn't it? He'll be very disappointed with that finish. Yeah, it wasn't a good finish. I thought that was it. Wasn't it? He had a lot of time to think about, it, didn't he? He had yeah. a lot of time to think about it. He ran from almost the halfway line, didn't he? And yeah, just uh, once you lift it, you've you've got problems, I think. Yeah, you could have just hit it low to either side, and it would have gone past Morosi quite easily. But yeah, a good yeah, good good goalkeeper in terms of putting pressure on. But I agree with you; he should have done better. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pressure from Shrewsbury Town. We're camped in their half, and as I mentioned, defenders were really pushed up high. Um, and Lee he had a couple of efforts um, from range. I mean, in this half, we had seven shots, only one on target. Um, and I've kind of the summary of the whole game really was we were camped in their half, but the final ball, which is, seems to be a constant theme of this podcast um, for the last seven years, probably um, <laughs> is just final ball. Just wasn't there, was it? It was a bit rusty. You're being very polite, Oleg, but yeah, a bit rusty. I, it was, it was, I think um, I think Cottrell alluded to it afterwards. It wasn't so much that we missed a lot of chances, but we got into several very, very good situations and, and we just didn't choose the right ball. First half, you know, he sort of allowed for a bit of rustiness, but second half, it was equally as bad, if not worse. Um, particularly in the sort of in, in the down the sides of the the penalty area, the cutbacks, crosses, <clears throat> just didn't pick out the right man. Um, I would add that some of the runs were a little bit lethargic, um, certainly from the in the final third as well. So it didn't um, it didn't make the guys hit that area. So a lot to work on there. Yeah, do you think think it will just naturally improve by having two strikers on the pitch rather than having um, Bayliss, who's not really a number ten? I for me, he's more of a, a kind of a link player in mid central midfield. Um, maybe yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah. They, they weren't swimming with options in terms of what to aim at, but I think that the the overall quality just needs to be a bit better. The one down the left hand side sort of indicated that, doesn't it? So it was nearly an own goal, wasn't it? That was probably the best ball yeah. that, that we that we put in all game. Um, 
the, for the rest of it, the quality was sadly lacking, unfortunately. Yeah, it was lacking. That that moment you talked to there was one of those um, um, marauding runs from Flanagan. He just kept going and going and going. He ran almost half the pitch. Um, he did a really tidy through ball to Nurse, who showed some good pace, put a low cross in, cleared for a corner. Um, well, will we will... And it's fair to criticise Shrewsbury in the final third. I thought Morecambe did defend well, their box well, and lots of good blocks and lots of good um, stops um, from them. Two centre halves played very well, didn't they? I think they got man of the match, didn't they, from their guys? I think they played very well. They were very solid, no nonsense. Um, but I think it was um, noticeable that both of our wing backs played very high yesterday. Yeah, played very. High. I thought they both did well. I thought Nurse and Decosta did well. Yeah. Um, apart from that final ball. But I would say that against better teams, that will be the point that I'd try and expose from the opposition's point of view. You know, I think Nurse, three or four times in the first half, got caught out, didn't he? Wrong yeah. side of Connolly. And the same on the other side. So I think um, in terms of counter-attacks, so I just want to watch, really. Um, I'd be happy with our sort of wing-backs just delaying their runs a little bit more rather than getting sucked in and, and then getting exposed on the counter-attack. Yeah, attacking patterns, I was a bit concerned... Um, in the pre-season games, it didn't really like we were working on attacking at all. There was very little to show. I thought it was actually quite a big improvement from the Cardiff game in this one. Um, we did look look a better going forward, but there's certainly a lot of work to be done there. Yeah, very encouraging. I thought it right from the kickoff. I thought the kickoff was a thing of beauty. If you watch yeah, it, yeah, it was really good. I was quite That's impressed fair. with that. Yeah, I think um, they might struggle with the corners this year, though. So they're clearly using the block corner. So I think two or three times they switched it up. So I think Pennington went in once. I think um, um, I think Flanagan went in once. Um, I also think Moore went in once. When they come back, they're doing the block. But the referees this year have been told to to pick up on that. And I think they, we got free kicks. I think it was two or three times that we got pulled up for that one. Yeah, something we have to adapt to. Um, but I thought it was quite interesting. I thought it was quite interesting as well. Um, you know, you, you hear about overlaps. I don't really know how you describe it. Uh, an underlap, <laughs> inverted runs inside was also, <laughs> I think, was a big part of our game. Yeah. And Acosta did that quite a few times. Where we have, when we had the two tens, I thought that Bayliss and Shipley did quite well running on the inside. Um, and I thought that was quite a yeah. good attacking area, a good way of attacking for us, kind of doing that inside space. Which was encouraging to see. Yeah, there were several good link ups like that, I thought. It was nice to see. Intricate and um, you know, on a fast pitch, I think they they utilised it well. Yeah, we I went to say that's what we're talking about we we're talking about in terms of getting into the good areas. Unfortunately, we got into those areas and we just couldn't find the ball. There was, I thought there was a, a really good bit of a summary of the game late in the second half where we, we get to Costa into a really good area. And he, he crosses it, but he doesn't just cross it, he, he almost clears the stadium. Um, <laughs> and that, for me, is a little bit of a summary of the game. Um, yeah. Good build-up play, but the final ball was really poor. They've worked really hard. You have to give them credit as well. Yeah. Though. I think there was once in the first half where we had a, a real passage of play where it was pass after pass after pass, and you know the crowd was screaming, shoot. But actually, you know they worked really hard to close the space down. Um, and, and each occasion, the first touch was good. They got out of their feet, but it was just... The space wasn't there for the shot, and they moved it on again quickly. But there was, you know, they worked hard. I think they were, you know, value for a point at the end of it. Yeah, I think I think a point was probably fair on both sides. In terms of Shrewsbury in the second half, they actually shaded the possession. Um, but in terms of shots, and um, we had ten shots in the second half, but unfortunately none were on target. And there was a few times where we had opportunities where we shot against a man in front of us, which is always a real big bugbear of mine. Um, some again decision making on crossing and decision making on shooting wasn't necessarily the best would you would you agree with that 
Yeah, no, I think we've talked about the crossing, but I thought the uh, the shooting, we just had a little bit of composure, that's all. I think there was two or three times we had opportunities. I think there was once the second half where Shipley cut in from the left uh, and ended up floating it over the, the sort of angle of the crossbar and post, didn't he? Um, I just wanted him to sort of cut back, chop on his right side there and just bend it in the top corner. And I think that maybe, you know, a fully confident team would do that. Yeah, yeah, it's early days. Um, there's obviously a lot to go at as well. Um, possibly missing our two best strikers as well with O'Brien um, and and yeah, Ado not being sure. available. Um, yeah, I thought I thought missing Ado was 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 a miss. Bowman is is all right, but for me, if if Bowman starts as many games as he did last season, I don't think we're much higher in the league table. Um, he, he doesn't offer enough and. Yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see what you obviously you imagine you you and Finley were watching strikers quite closely. Um, yeah, I thought he played on? okay yesterday. I think he yeah. played okay, but I think that's where your aspirations lie, isn't it? If you want to be a sort of bottom half League One team, then Bowman fits uh, the remit, doesn't he? But um, you know, like I talked about the two centre halves yesterday, what would they be frightened of from Bowman? It's not you know he's, he's okay in the air. He's not going to beat you over the top. It, there's, there's not a lot else there, is there? So. Um, yeah, I think you've got to have the next level strike if you, your aspirations on the top half finish and um, and further and beyond. To be honest, yeah, no, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think with Bowman, I think he did all right. If some of his intricate sort of link-up play yesterday was quite good, uh, and he was clearly frustrated with the quality of ball that he was getting in from the yeah. side, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Many times he thought he threw his arms up in the air, and but yeah, but I think longer term, I think you know Udo, and I think O'Brien will be the key because he looked all quality when he came on. Yeah, interesting to get your thoughts on this. How do you think we'll, where do you think we'll play um, O'Brien? Yeah, well, if we stay with the same formation that we played yesterday, it'll be it'll be two or three, won't it? It'll be Shipley, Bayliss, and it'll be O'Brien, and, and take your take your choice. Um, that's how I think it'll be. But you think, um, think O'Brien will start instead of a doe? Up top? Yeah. No, I don't know. No, no I think Udo would, would just start up top, I think, and then you think you'd play O'Brien in there, either Shipley or Bayless. Yeah. He wouldn't play just all three. Just to drop one of them. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. wondering that's what you thought. But I wonder whether we'll go to two up top and whether O'Brien will be almost that kind of classic, I don't know, old school second striker kind of sitting off a little bit. Um, yeah. Trying to link up, play a little bit, and maybe... Uh, maybe we'll have to sacrifice Bayliss or Shipley. One of them maybe won't play every game because I can't see Moore not playing and I can't see Leahy not playing. Yeah, the adventurous side of me, particularly at home though, I'd, I'd be looking further back and I'd be thinking, do we need two holding midfielders, no, Leahy I'd, and Moore? Well, I'd be, Leahy can do that. Leahy can more than adequately do that. And I'd, yeah. I'd give, give license to Shipley, O'Brien, Bayliss and going forward, that's where I'd be looking. Yeah, I, I think in terms of how we'll play at home particularly, I think probably, I think... Well, I would like to see us not even play a holder and play two box-to-box in midfield and play a number 10 and then two strikers. I'm not sure if Cottrell's attacking enough to do that. But yeah, I'd imagine you'll play Leahy as an eight and either Bayless or Shipley taking the other position with more sitting. Uh, but we're really interested to see how O'Brien does because he came on um, after 83 minutes, but in the kind of 10 minutes he had, I, I thought he looked quite good. He just looked quality, didn't he? He looked composed. It looked like he was looking for the pass. It just seemed to slow down the game for him, as opposed to the the sort of chaotic nature that it got to at that point. I think so. Yeah, yeah, very promising. I just hope the injuries are not lingering for O'Brien and Udo. That would be a real problem for us, wouldn't it? Going into the uh, thick run of games. Yeah, no, it would be a real shame if we missed two of our better players. Um, and in terms of and talking of um, players and substitutions. Um, everyone was a little bit surprised um, that Bayliss um, was substituted for Pike. So Pike came after 67 minutes. I think most people 
thought that maybe Bloxham would come on and play as a kind of that number 10 attacking right kind of role. But Pike came on. Um, yeah, what was your thoughts on kind of Pike's performance? Well, firstly, I thought, um, I think Bayliss will learn his lesson there because he was holding yeah. his calf and indicating that he was injured and then he went off and said, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, did touch on that, didn't he, in his post-match? I think so, yes. I think he's learned his lesson there. Uh, Pike worked hard. Um, uh, it's nothing to chastise him over, is there? But, uh, uh, you know, a front line of Pike and um, Bowman is not going to scare many League One defences, is it, unfortunately? No, it's not. I thought, I, thought, I thought Pike did all right. He worked hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah. trapped back well. I mean, he put in a good shift. Um, yeah, in possession he wasn't great, um, but um, I thought he, he did. He did all right. Um, and yeah, we're not going to criticise him for a, for a, a standard decent performance. I thought he, he did a shift well. And um, yeah, bless him. He's, he's obviously put, played in all sorts of different positions, and normally not in his what I presume is his favourite position of playing up front. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well as well. I think you've got to applaud his attitude. You know, it's been yeah. a difficult time for him at the club. He's been loaned out. You know, your mind's telling you that. You know, maybe I'm not number one choice at the club. Um, he's taken a bit of stick, hasn't he? And to sort of continue as he has and put that sort of shift in and put the work rate in that he did yesterday. You know, fair play to the lad. Yeah, and he's a good lesson, isn't he, to the to the young kids? You know, how to be a good pro and keep working hard and take the chances when they come. Um, and yeah, who knows? You never know. You could have a standout season, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens to Pike um, with the chan- with the January with the January with the transfer window still being open for quite a while. Yeah, in terms we've kind of covered the main points of the game really um, in terms of what kind of happened. Um, I thought the there was a bit of a scare in the, <laughs> the end of the game, so in extra time, Morecambe have a rare attack um, and a shock well blocked um, by Leahy in the box. And that would have been a sucker punch, Andy, if, if we conceded at that moment. Yeah, it was. We got a little bit high up the pitch, didn't we? They got hit on the counter-attack um, and silly free kick away and invited a bit of pressure on. Um, it was a rather odd ending to the game, wasn't it? Obviously, uh, ending the game in their, in their box. So, yeah. I never thought they were going to score, to be honest. I didn't see any way we were going to score for the 90 minutes and even less so them. Um, I thought it was going to be a set piece or, or something of that nature, a moment of, you know, magic to to really sort of get on the score sheet. Yeah, and I think it was going to be, a, the way the game was going, it was going to have to be a little bit of a freak freak incident, really, to kind of score. And we nearly had it, didn't we, with that nurse shot that got deflected onto the bar. A nice set, um, corner set piece there. Um, so basically, corner was t- taken, played into nurse, who ran on and hit the ball. He had a deflection, hit the crossbar. And I think it was going to be one of those kind of games where a bit of a funny bit of play like that was going to be the, the moment to kind of break um, the deadlock. Um, overall, I thought, in terms of positives, I thought we were well organised, as you'd expect from a cultural side. I thought we defended pretty well. It's a good link-up play. Um, but as we said already, negatives, I think, were were poor final pass and poor decision uh, in the in the end. But overall, a game, I think we probably shaded. We probably could have won, um, but we didn't. Um, but as I say, I was rather underwhelmed by Morecambe, Andy. I don't know what your view was on Morecambe. And also your view on kind of the, what was your kind of summary of the game as well? Yeah, exactly as you described it, Ollie. To be honest, no different to that. I thought Morecambe were very average. I, I didn't expect much more from them, to be honest. I think in in Stockton they've got a very good player, though. I imagine if it was if the nines were reversed yesterday, Stockton played in a town shirt. I think we would be uh, a force to be reckoned with. I think he's an excellent player. He really causes problems for defenders, doesn't he? And I think our three guys did well to to keep a lid on him yesterday. Yeah, they did. It was a good battle um, with Dunkley and Flanagan. Um, that little bit where he, um, where um, yeah, they they kind of yeah, um, Stockley kind of 
I don't know how do you call it, like wrestled for Flanagan to the ground. And then also Flanagan's one of those players that plays at an edge, wasn't there? He tried to stamp on Morosi at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got a bit of an edge to him. And I guess he got a bit frustrated in his defence because he didn't really have a yeah. lot of service. No, it's a good teaching moment for Finn. How did he do that, Dad? This is how he does it. And he, he had all the Flanagan shirt, didn't he? And sort of wrestled him over the top. So, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player at this he's level. He's a good player. And I, I'd be surprised if he's at Morecambe at the end of the window. Um, a, a player that scores... 20 plus goals yes he is 28 so I'm not sure if he can really command a huge fee um, I can't see him going to the championship but um, if you're I don't know a Derby or a Bolton or someone like that you might think we maybe could take a chance on him How much would he cost Ollie? Because would a Shrewsby be interested? Oh, I, I think I, I think you've got extremes haven't you in terms of like you know in terms of value you compare him to a Hadou I think a doe would probably get close to a million, maybe if you were really lucky and really pushing it, because he's twenty-five. He offers an all-round yeah. game. Stockton is not twenty-five. Um, he's he's twenty-eight. Right. So you'd think maybe I don't know three hundred, four hundred k, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. So I it's quite a lot of days money. Of us, um, spending that kind of money are long gone. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be a great signing. It'd be a, a huge statement of intent and a bit of a marquee signing if we did. Um, I think we probably do have the cash in the bank. Um, whether we want to spend that money on a 28-year-old, maybe not if he was 24. But if he was 24, he wouldn't be 300, 400k, would he? He'd be a lot more than that. Cause what did... I'm just thinking, you know, we signed Grant Holt. You yeah. know, I was, what, he was, what, 27, was he? 28? Yeah, he was like 27, 28, yeah. So, yeah, and obviously players do play for a lot longer these days, don't they, when they look after yeah. themselves. So, you know, 30 is not, the, is not really what 30 was 15 years ago. So, uh, if we signed Stockton, that would be a fantastic signing. I think him and Odo and O'Brien talking about, you know, threats and scaring opposition defenders, I think that would very much change the, kind of the, um, the, kind of the atmosphere in the opposition changing room. If we knew we had... If we're going to be facing a Doe and a Stockton, that would be quite yeah. an exciting partnership. Absolutely. So, yeah, the, I'd be interested to see how Morgan get on this year. A lot of people are tip, tipping Morgan for relegation if they lose Stockton. Um, I think that would be, obviously, a big blow for them. Um, so, I'm interested to see how they got on this season. Um, in terms of top threes, I'll run through mine first. I went for Leahy first. I thought he had a good all-round game. That block as well at the, the, the end was, was excellent. Um, I went and I went for Flanagan, um, second, and Morosi third. Morosi had to get in for me for that that save. Um, but there's a few, um, you know, a few, um, you know, players that could have got in there. I, th- I thought Pennington had a really good game. Um, Dunkley did all right, did anything wrong. He had a very solid performance as well. Um, I thought, and then Shipley and Bayless did okay without excelling. Um, so overall, a good town performance. Um, but who was your top three, Andy? Yeah, very similar. I was encouraged by everybody. I thought I was encouraged by DaCosta. I thought he looked lively. Um, I think Nerf did okay. Um, I think Shipley and Bayless were a little bit on the periphery, but I thought there was some good signs from both players. Um, I thought Dunkley had a, had a solid game. Um, I'd like him to be a bit more vocal throughout the 90, if I'm honest. A couple of times the ball bounced. <clears throat> we really needed to attack the ball and clear our lines a bit quicker. But I had it with um, yeah Leahy. I thought he was outstanding and, and rounded out by that block that you talked about. I had Flanagan second and I had Pennington third. I thought he played really well. Um, I thought Morosi did what he needed to do. But I, you know, I don't think the goalkeeper was overworked yesterday. So that's my top three. I think it's fair to say neither goalkeeper had a lot to do in that game, um, which no. is a bit of a summary of how, it, how the game kind of went. 
So yeah, that was the game. Um, interesting. Um, in terms of what did the manager have to say? Um, he were better than last year. He said with a smirk. Actually, just worth mentioning. This is a really good interview with uh, Steve Cottrell. He was in a very good mood, um, and he was very gave some, gave away some good insight into what was going on and his thoughts on the game. And so it's worth putting that in at the start. He said we're better than last year. I think we deserve to win. We shaded the game, uh, and he's, exactly as what we said we talked about. So we didn't miss opportunities. But we missed good chances. Got into good areas. He was talking about, you know, the start of the season, you want to score, you want to get a clean sheet, you want to get some points. So we got the points and we got the clean sheet. Unfortunately, we didn't get the goal. So, and after last season, Andy, I think, you know, the sooner we get that first goal, the better. Um, I don't want us to be waiting for the fourth game to get that first goal. That was not, not an enjoyable start to last season. Yeah, I think with a bit more quality, I think we'll we'll be fine. But I think it's it's more likely to come from set pieces this season than it is from open play, based on what I saw yesterday. Yeah, be uh, hopefully with them with a Doe and O'Brien starting, um, and maybe someone who knows, maybe another signing. I think that will make our attacking play a lot better, but certainly something to work on. Um, and then he was talking about what things that we said. You know, you need to be a bit more composure on the cross, and he thought the performance was good. He, he pointed out we had five debutants today, which I think is, is worth pointing out. So we showed a lot of good passing and patterns. Um, he's not, he said he wasn't pleased, but he'd accept the point. Um, and then talking about injuries, he said O'Brien was a maxim really put him on the bench. And he said he gambled putting him on the bench. And he's having an injection on Monday. And then a dose or a specialist um, in, down in London and had an injection on his ankle. I mean, he hopes he'll be back soon. So fingers crossed. Um, we can get um, get those players back back playing first team football very soon. It's very worrying though when you hear that we're not even into game one of the season. And we're already talking about injections. You know, yeah. injections is about managing the pain and making it serviceable. It doesn't cure the problems. Um, no. So I'd, I'd just be very yeah. Whilst with a cautious optimism, I'd be a little bit worried. Yeah, it's not good, is it? That a dose carrying his ankle injury. Um, you wonder what you need to do to get rid of it. But yeah, like you say, you know. We've only played one game and having an injection in a huge League One season is not ideal. Well, they go through the process, don't they? And it's it is difficult pain management. But if you look at you know Bennett, he did the same sort of thing, didn't he? And it ends up you know with an operation, and you end up with a period of time on the sidelines. So yeah, it, it is a bit of a worry, yeah, because we don't have the depth, do we, to sort of no. make up for two of the better forwards that we have? No, no, we don't. And and talking of depth, um. You know, what would you like to see uh, us do in the, in the rest of the January, January? I keep saying January transfer window. I don't know why I keep saying that. The rest of the summer window. <laughs> it might be January before we get anybody else, Ollie. Yeah, let's it be might honest. be. Um, I, I don't mind. I think he's he's right. He's done a lot. He does the most he can with what he's got available to him in terms of budget. I understand his ethos around guys that can play multiple positions. I 100% get it. Um, he relies on a tight-knit squad. Um, but I just would like to see one or two more options in there. Um, that that's because he's clearly got that lack of trust in terms of the youngsters that we've got. So that being said, I would like to see a little bit more depth, just anywhere really, they, because they're all movable pieces, aren't they? Like you said, Nurse can play centre half, Lee can play left wing back, Lee can drop back if needs be, Moore can play centre half. You know, we we do have options around the around the pitch, but I'm just thinking maybe it's, um, maybe it's one of the wider areas, and maybe it's one inside up. Preferably with an attacking preference, I would like to see one or two if if possible. But I think it'll be difficult. I do. Yeah, I think was well. It's interesting actually. We're talking about Stockton and bids. We're talking about this, this a couple of weeks ago. Steve Cotter did say our our avenues now for signing players will be buying someone or loans. 
Um, so you never know, you might get that wish list of getting Stockton. Um, but um, in terms of loans, I think it's going to be key. If we can get a loan player of the quality of Fornow, that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think we need someone I mean, attacking, yeah, maybe a left wing back or, or something else, um, or that number 10 we've all been dreaming about, or another striker. But hopefully we get some more attacking options to cater. Obviously, just to bring options off the bench, because we didn't have yeah. a lot on Saturday. Um, and obviously with the new yeah. substitution rules... You know, we, we used two subs this week. We, we could have done five. Um, I think we need some more options. It's just more pieces to the puzzle. I think we, um, I'm not particularly on position. I just think because of the way he operates and he's quite happy yeah. for people to be flexible, I just think we need a couple more options. Uh, and I think it helps with the depth side of it. You know, we've still got both cup competitions to come, haven't we? So, um, yeah, that's where I would be. We've got three cup competitions. We've got the pizza as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of games to go. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, interesting to go. Um, yeah, in terms of just covering off then a few other points, as I, I thought maybe this season try and cover off a few bit, a bit more fan reaction, especially in a one game week. So good, good, um, good tweet from um, from Tom Williams. You said if describing today's game as dull or boring, you're only saying it because it was nil nil. Salah were decent, should have scored, and, and could have beaten a poor Morecambe side. Uh, but today isolation looks pretty good for me. We're better players in the first eleven. Um, and then Sean Evans said, came away from today with a lot of positive feeling. I think we can get forward, line fit and firing. Um, I think we will do well. Um, and I think that's a fair a summary to kind of maybe leave the kind of the game at that. You know, this was the first game of the season. Um, we've signed some better players. I think overall, Andy, I imagine you'd agree we've upgraded players. You know, Dunkley is better than Ebanks Landor. I think possibly, you know, Shipley's probably be- maybe better than Vela. I think we've upgraded players. Um, we just need to see kind of players come together now and improve as a team yeah if we get the same rate of improvement that we got last year from the beginning of the season to sort of six weeks in then there's absolutely reasons to be encouraged isn't there we are far better than we were sort of week one last year definitely better players um and a bit more fluidity than we had i think um it's just that final third quality that was missing yesterday yeah and in terms of in terms of looking ahead, in terms of training and stuff, it's uh, it's rare we haven't we haven't got a league cup game. Normally you'd have a league cup game early on, wouldn't you? But we haven't got one this week. Um, we've actually just got a one game week again next week. So we've got a week off, not a week off, a week on the training ground, and to improve our attacking play. And then we're playing at home to Atkinson Stanley in the first game of the season, which is going to be exciting for the return of Sean Worley, who had an assist on Saturday. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting game against Stanley and. Fingers crossed, we could maybe be great to get that goal and that first win off chalked off the board. Yeah, Stanley always produce good attacking sides, don't they? They possess plenty of goals in their team, but they are likely to give away one or two at the other end as well. So, so fingers crossed, we can get on the score sheet early doors. So, if you had to make a prediction for Stanley, what do you reckon? What, what reckon the score might be? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go for a, a two-one town win. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think Shrewsbury will win on Saturday. Um, I, I'd love us to get another clean sheet. I think that'd be fantastic. So I'm going to go for a two 0 win, um, and yeah, hopefully we'll see um, a Brian or a Doe start, which would be fantastic. And yeah, hopefully one of those strikers can score as well and get the kind of the run going. Hopefully midfielder scores as well. Um, so that should be good. And then yeah, um, finally a little bit of news just before we kind of started the podcast. Um, Lewis Cox, who, as everyone knows, is a Shrewsbury Town supporter of a Shropshire Star, but he won't be for much longer because he's actually going to move on um, to be covering West Brom for the Express and Star. So yeah, big thanks to Lewis Cox from Salatcast for all the work he's done 
Um, you know, in terms of all his obviously match reports and all his, his con- contributions, been fantastic. But obviously, we've had him on the podcast most years as well at the end of season review. So yeah, good luck to Lewis Cox. I think he's done a great job um, working for Shropshire Star covering Shrewsbury. Yeah, he's. A, I'm chuckling away. I didn't know that, Ollie. Sorry. Okay. So that so that merry go round is obviously with the guy coming into yeah. Shrewsbury to do the commercial. You wrote that that role, yeah, Matt. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, at least he won't have to deal with um, brittle Steve at times, will he? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah, also you have a, a different Steve Bruce to work with rather than Steve Cottrell. So that'd be interesting for him. Yeah, as you alluded to there, yeah, obviously we've got kind of have a new head of media at Shrewsbury Town. Um, and Joe Massey is going to join from Shropshire Star, so he's going to. Go, yeah, he's going to jump into the hot seat at the head of the media team at Shrewsbury Town. So it's going to be interesting to get someone new coming in who's obviously, obviously, he was the reporter for West Brom at Express and Star. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, well done to Lewis. It's a good move for him. Um, and yeah, support. He'll be able to, obviously, he's not a West Brom fan. So it's good for him to, to cover West Brom and a good step for Lewis in his career. Yeah, really good. Well done, Lewis. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, um, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us um, this week on the podcast, Andy. It's been great having you on. I'm interested. No, great. Thanks, Ali. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll have you on during the course of the season. Um, it was a great guest to have on. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And um, yeah, Andy will will be back with Glyn next week. And um, yeah, fingers crossed. Good luck to Finn with his football tomorrow. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Andy. Yeah, no worries, Ali. Thanks, mate.